Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Tired Society episode two, guys. Welcome. Um, so if you've never heard my voice before, then hi, I'm Millie. I make this podcast and it's all about chronic illness and life with chronic illness, especially chronic fatigue syndrome, which is the chronic illness I have. Um, and if you don't know what that is, basically, as a short definition, it's a chronic illness that results in extreme fatigue that's not cured from sleep or rest so it basically doesn't go away um along with many many other symptoms that range from person to person um and the severity ranges as well but for instance some of my main symptoms is like a sore throat um what else brain fog as i'm clearly having right now um you know it's um light and sound sensitivity so sunlight and loud sounds they'll sometimes i mean not even just sunlight just lights in general they'll be really painful um you know headaches earaches all these all these different things that um there are more i'm just having brain fog right now and can't think but you know there's there's a lot of symptoms and as i said um the severity and um r- ranges from people and different symptoms as well but yeah, the main thing is just exhaustion and rest that um, that doesn't go away with rest, if that makes sense. Um, but welcome to the podcast. I hope everyone's having a good day. I hope everyone's feeling as well as they can. I've had a pretty restful few days. I didn't get up today until about 12, um, just because I was so tired and I just really had no energy. I couldn't move. So, yeah um but yeah it started snowing today guys it was very exciting but on with today's episode today I'm going to be chatting about kind of my story with chronic fatigue syndrome and I had a lovely mum text me uh, the other day on my Instagram account which you should definitely follow if you're not from there already which is um I believe it's chronic fatigue millie I believe um you may have to just go for it and see what comes up um (laughs) But she texted me and she just said um, if I could chat about how my chronic fatigue began and how I got to where I am now. Um, so that's what I thought I'd chat about, you know. I thought, you know what, we're just going to do it this week because I wanted to chat about this anyway. So that's what I thought we would do. I'm going to get right on with it because I am chatting so much and we've not even started yet. But I hope you enjoy. Okay, so I guess the first thing I'm going to do is just kind of explain where I'm at right now with my chronic fatigue syndrome and how it go- how it's going, and then I'll kind of compare it to how it was when I first got ill and stuff, so then I'll dive into my story and everything afterwards. Um, I'm, I've got a little piece of paper in front of me just kind of with bullet points and stuff on, just kind of my reminders. Um, but when I was writing it down, I was like, you know, what's going on? Because it's a weird question to think about, explain where I am at right now, because it just kind of feels my normal currently. Um, but you know, for school, because I am, I am in school, I'm 16, I'm in year 11 in the UK. Um, and in year 11, you do GCSEs, which are exams. And so in school, I am in all the time. I am trying. I try to do as many full days as possible, but I don't have a full time table. I only take four school subjects. I take, um, what do I take? I take maths, English, history, and science. So they're my subjects. So I only take four, and then the rest of them are free lessons. So I'll go to student support, or I can go home, and I just kind of do work. If I'm in student support, if I'm at home, I'll just rest. Um, I'm quite lucky that um, I live quite near the school. And my mum's always around to pick me up if I need help. So um, she'll come pick me up and I can go home and rest. 
but um, you know some days I'll go home early or I'll arrive in school late depending on my timetable um, but yeah so I am I do try to get in school as much as possible and then on weekends I have to rest so I can make it in for Monday because you know do, doing what I'm doing with chronic illness it's very hard and <laughs> it takes it out of you um, so I do rest on weekends normally um, that's kind of normally my plan I don't really do much other than that um, if I go out with my friends I can go out with my friends you know tomorrow I'm going out um, to see my friends and I went out last week and I think I went out two days ago maybe or one day ago I'm not sure um you know I just have to have a rest day or something between each one so I don't overdo it um you know and then you know there's still struggles like showers and stairs I'm in no way you know recovered or anything I still have a lot that I struggle with showers and stairs are horrible oh my god I hate stairs I have to walk up two flights of stairs oh well I used to have to walk up two flights of stairs to get to my form room now it's just one set of stairs but it is horrible it's so so much at the top I'm just like out of breath I'm like oh I need to lie down <laughs> um but yeah and I don't really know what I can do to solve that I don't know I don't know I don't know everything you know I'm always just talking from my own experiences so never take this as like you know a medical guide and chronic fatigue this is just my own experiences as a 16 year old with with chronic illness um, but that's all I could really think of, you know, where I'm at with my life right now, I'm in school, I'm um, in every day of the week normally, I try to be, you know, I can see my friends and but I do spend a lot of time at home, you know, resting, um, I still struggle a lot honestly and you know, I don't, I'm trying to do my best, that's all I can really do, I watch a lot of YouTube and a lot of Netflix and just rest that's kind of how it goes but that's kind of where I am right at right now I believe <laughs> you know but I am in school that that's one of the main things that I find like oh I'm doing quite well because that's changed as I've gone along and you'll hear that as I go over my story I guess so that's what I'm gonna do now I'm just kind of gonna go through um the whole story I get I get ill in tw 2017 so it's about it's four years this year so we're just gonna cover that and see how I got where I am. Okay, so um, I want to just say first, for this I did have to ask my mum quite a few questions and she helped me a lot, um, kind of put pieces together because at the start of my quantity journey I was, I was very out of it honestly. Um, I don't, I've, you know, I've got big gaps in what was going on and I, I really had to ask her like what was going on. Lucky for me she's got this she's got this lovely little notebook with all these different dates and different letters and different stuff like that with all this different information and I was like whoa you're prepared <laughs> um so big thanks to my mum because she she really just helped with this because I was very out of it at the start um so you know yeah I'm gonna try and do this in chronological order but if I jump back and forth it's because I just remember something um, also for some reason this is making me very nervous so I'm gonna try and speak as slow as I can um, but I often speak fast when I'm nervous so <laughs> gonna give it my best shot um, so bear with me so I came home in November of 2017 when I was in year 8 and I was just feeling ill and tired I um, believe my mum said I had a headache and no appetite and I was feeling sick and I just went straight to bed and then I didn't when I woke up in the morning 
I didn't go to school. I was I was just feeling the same as I was. I just couldn't do it. Um, and my mum says she reckons I slept for about 10 days straight. Um, you know, I'd get up to go to the toilet, but that's it. I didn't do anything else. I barely spoke, barely ate. Um, and, you know, it got to the point my mum was, like, offering me anything. She was just like, you, literally, say something and I'll get it for you. Like, anything. Just what do you want to eat? And um, she said, now that we know, because one of my main problems with chronic fatigue, not main, but a big problem with chronic fatigue is I can't make decisions. When I'm tired, I can't choose anything. Um, and so, you know, her saying, pick anything, I was like, oh, I don't have a clue. So I just wouldn't eat. Um, so, yeah, but that went on for about 10 days until my mum pulled me out of bed. I was like, we're going to the doctors because that it wasn't normal you know that's not that's not normal um so I went to the doctors and the doctor just told me I needed rest he sent me home said you know you're a teenager you're growing actually I wasn't a teenager at that point I was 12 but you know you're growing um and you've just got to rest that's all so um yeah we went home we rested he said if you're not better in a week come back so we came back in a week still not better and um I think I got a few tests done, nothing came back, and so he said, you know, just rest, everything seems right, go home, rest, come back in a week. Came back in a week, um, still not right, and we got blood tests done, and I just remember, I got so many blood tests done in that time, it was just blood test after blood test, and nothing came back, we got no answers, everything seemed normal, I should have been healthy, um, but I wasn't. And my mum really had to fight for me at this time because I, I couldn't fight for myself. I was so, so tired. I couldn't do anything. Um, and so, you know, she had to tell the doctor, you know, this isn't normal. This isn't right. What is going on? Um, she really looked after me. She, um, she really told the doctors, you know, this isn't normal. You've got to tell, you've got to do something. Um, and so a month after I first went ill, I went into school for the first time in about a month because it was my birthday in December of 2017 and I wanted to see my friends because I hadn't seen them in a month because I'd been so ill. So I went in for one lunchtime, which was about, like, I don't know, like 40 minutes or something. Um, and I went in, saw them, and then I went home and probably slept. But, yeah, that was, that was the first time I was back in school after a month of just literally sleeping in blood tests. Um, and then in that same month, December 2017, I was diagnosed with post-viral fatigue, which, um, the doctor said she couldn't diagnose me with anything else like chronic fatigue syndrome because I hadn't had it for three months. I hadn't had symptoms for three months, so it couldn't, I couldn't be diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome yet. Um, so we stuck with that and the doctor... I believe the doctor gave us a little leaflet about chronic fatigue and it was it didn't have very much information on but it had a website so my mum went to that website and the website didn't exist anymore um, which sucked because it was meant to be all about chronic fatigue and just kind of tips and help and everything and understanding it. I remember the doctor also told us not to google it because um, you know the internet doesn't have many answers and there's no real knowledge on it like that's supportive isn't it that's helpful so we were really on our own for this um, um my mum described it as a very scary time because you know we hadn't ever heard of this before and we had no answers we had never heard of it we knew no one with it and um you know here was me 
what I was once, you know, like a month ago, healthy, um, able to do everything I wanted, and now I'm not, like, I couldn't do anything. So, yeah. And I also saw a physio. I saw her for about a year in total. Um, and what she did for me was she made routines. So she would, you know, say, you've got to get up this, at this time every day and go to sleep at this time and, you know, make sure you get out of bed and you can't stay on your bed all day because your brain needs to know that when you go to bed, that's sleeping, not just lying there on your phone. Um, and all these different routines and stuff and making sure my diet's alright, and just all these different things. And I believe she said I need to do a form of exercise every week if I can, um, to make sure I do something. And all these different things that were just kind of making a routine. And I think the routines did help. You know, they made sure that I knew what was going on at the time, and my body knew what was going on so I could manage it. You know, sometimes obviously it wasn't realistic, but, um, you know, routines helped. I think um obviously this is still in like 2017 early 2018 area so it's it is a bit blurry I'm trying to remember the best I can um and then in May 2018 so this was what um November December January February March April May do you count the month you started in not sure it was like six months later after having after first getting ill I got diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome and because obviously I'd had it for long enough then um so I got diagnosed with it which didn't make much difference because I you know didn't change what my um my um recovery or anything it didn't change how we were dealing with it um so yeah and then now I'm just gonna kind of go over my school time because I've got little notes from each year of how I was managing. So end of year eight, so year eight's the year I got ill in. Um, end of year eight, I was going into school three days a week for one lesson. So in my school, we only have three lessons a week. So I was going in for one lesson a day for three days. And then the other two days I would have tutors in for an hour. I'd have tutoring for an hour, um, if that makes sense. So if I went in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for one lesson and then Thursday, Friday, I would have tutoring for an hour. And that was as much as I could manage. And it, def it was definitely a change from being full-time table all day to three days a week in school for one lesson. And then year nine, um, <laughs> year nine, I was very, very pushy. I my doctor told me, I remember this, she told me, don't go back into school doing any more than you left doing. So she expected me to go back in doing one lesson for three days and then tutoring for two, de two days. Did I do that? No, I did not. I went straight back in with, um, not full time table, but I did one lesson every day. So that was two lessons more than normal and um, tutoring two times a week. So um, I carried on to gain, carried on gaining my energy back. Year nine, I also went on a school trip for which was four days long, I believe, which was a really big step for me because you know it's away from home, which is a big deal when you know you've got a chronic illness. Um, it's not something I would have been able to do when I first got ill. So yeah, and by the end of year nine, I was doing two. I was doing two things a day. So. 
some days I'd do two lessons a day in school and if I didn't do two lessons a day I would do one lesson and one tutoring session so I made sure two things a day um, but and then I picked my GCSE subjects in year nine as well and I picked a full set of GCSEs but I was told I would have to drop one in year 10 only one though um, so I picked my GCSEs and we moved on to year 10 then in year 10, um, again, I was very pushy and did not listen to the doctor when she told me to go back doing exactly what I was doing before for because I went back in doing a full timetable. I was very, very convinced I would manage that. So I went back in doing a full timetable, taking all seven subjects that I took. So I believe I took English, Math, Science, History, which I take currently, but I also took what else did I take? I took psychology, um, childcare and PRE, which was quite a full timetable, but I didn't take PE. I never took PE because um, that was just too much. Um, I was expected to drop one subject, but in the end I dropped three because my doctor thought it was a good idea, that it was like better for me, um, which now leaves me with four GCSEs. And obviously in year 10, which was last year for me, I school ended in March. Well, in-person learning ended in March um, for coronavirus. And personally, I don't know about other people with chronic illness and chronic fatigue syndrome, but I found homeschooling was much better to manage my chronic fatigue, I found. Um, because, you know, I didn't have to go out into school. There wasn't any socializing as such constantly which i found quite helpful honestly um without having all the because my school grounds like campus area you know i don't know if it's called a campus that may be just american um but, you know the area my school's on is quite big you know each um subject has a different block and it's really quite big and all that moving around can be quite a lot and then constantly socializing with people is is it's really draining because it's not just physically tiring um for chronic fatigue it's also mentally and um emotionally so it's just, it's just a lot and so i really think that when i was doing homeschooling it was quite helpful because you know i could focus on the school work but if i couldn't manage it the day i was already at home so i didn't have to worry about leaving school or anything so honestly i found it really really helpful um and then that takes us to year 11 where I am currently and it's I know how I'm meant to say I'm, I'm trying to talk about how I got to where I am now but honestly I don't know why how I got here like honestly I think it's just gaining back energy I think when I first got ill I went from like a hundred percent energy right down to zero i think i just completely dropped like a roller coaster drop and i was at the bottom and i think as i've gone along you know just slowly slowly increasing as i go slowly increasing the level uh, level of difficulty i guess you could say um especially with schoolwork just slowly adding in lessons um building up my timetable building up my routine as i did with my physio um, you know, just slowly building things in. It was slowly just bringing the energy level up and managing more along with it. Um, you know, so 
it just took a long time it's taken a long time to get where I am and you know it's still not perfect it's still not great I still need to carry on going because I'm nowhere near 100% energy um, I don't know if I will get to 100% energy but you know you've just got to keep on slowly building it and that's what I've found you know each year I've added a bit more I've done a bit more you know um, I did find when I had to drop three subjects that I was really disappointed I was like oh this kind of feels like I'm going backwards because I'm not doing it as much as everyone else because obviously my I've I'm a very stubborn person um people can call it whatever you want but to make it sound nicer but I just call it stubbornness um but it's a positive stubbornness I think because it's like you know I want to do it my way for the best version you know I want it to be done my way so it's done how I want it to be done I guess um so when I dropped three subjects I was like this isn't what I want I want to be at everyone else's level you know I want to be able to do everything everyone else can do even though I have um, a chronic illness that not everyone else has um so when I dropped three subjects I thought you know this is a step back now I can't be at everyone else's level but you know it was what needs to be done and now I'm working towards getting my four GCSEs. Well, no, I get six GCSEs actually because you get two from history. No, not history. Um, English and science. So, you know, we're working towards it. We're working towards the goal. And as I said, you've just got to keep on building up energy and just keep, you know, slowly increasing it while resting and just slowly making these little changes. Um, to lead to a big change you know so like adding one lesson in and then adding two lessons in or you know um getting out of your bedroom to go to the sitting room is one step and then you know maybe um going outside or going for a walk or all these different things you can just slowly slowly add in back in um and you've just got to do it slowly bit by bit and just kind of um make sure you're doing it at your own pace because you know everyone's different you know I'm three years in almost four not almost but you know this year it's four years and I'm still working towards it you know it's taken me this it's taken me three years to get to where I am now but it doesn't matter how long it takes you it doesn't make it matter if it's quicker or if it's slower whatever it is everyone's different um so yeah I'm just quickly looking at my notes seeing if there's anything I missed out on my journey of course there's going to be stuff I did miss out but just trying to think but before I was ill I would do all sorts of different water activities water activities were my favorite things um I love swimming I loved all these different things I still do of course but I can't do them as much um there is there is one part that happened we went on I believe in year eight and year nine, we went to a Tui family holiday. If you, you know, like um, Tui family resorts and stuff like that. Um, we went on one of those and that, that was so much fun. I really enjoyed those holidays because I think part of it was because no one there other than my family knew I had a chronic illness. You know, there wasn't so much, you know, should you do this or shouldn't do that? Um, you know, obviously my family were like, you know, be careful, look after the, you look after yourself and everything. But I didn't feel like there was much like people saying I couldn't do something or it wasn't a good idea or so many restrictions, you know. I was just there in the moment. Um, and I found it really fun, you know, I did water activities again. I played water polo and did water swimming races. <laughs> I could have just said swimming races, not water swimming races. 
and I did the um, teenage hangout and I I did all these fun activities and I think that was a really positive moment because I managed to do it. I don't think at any point I really had a big crash during that time. I managed it really well and I don't know exactly what it was. I think honestly part of my personal chronic fatigue I think part of it is brought on by stress and I'm a very stressy person honestly I I get overwhelmed and worry a lot and I think when I was away that kind of disappeared because there wasn't schoolwork to do or when there was I didn't I wasn't as stressed about it um I don't know because it kind of took away the pressure as much a bit a bit of the pressure so that kind of helped as well and I think I think you've really got to think about it because it's not just physical activities that make you tired it's mental activities and emotional um you know pressure and everything everything all sorts of things that bring on fatigue and you've just got to kind of put it all into the big picture and think you know yeah I went swimming today but have I also been stressed that bring it on and all these different things um you know I'm just talking from my point of view because I know when I'm stressed um, my chronic fatigue isn't always as good and all these different things and you've just got to kind of learn to manage it and cope and think um, just about everything in general and has that affected your chronic fatigue and just try and think like you know I'm doing this and this and maybe I'll need a rest or something and um, for how I got to where I am now I've learned my kind of signs of that I need to take it easy so when I get a sore throat often that means I'm tired and I need a rest because I don't always have a sore throat but when I'm getting tired I do and when I can't make decisions that's often making saying that I'm tired um what else brain fog often I remember once in English I literally couldn't remember how to write if that makes sense um I just remember my teacher setting us off on a task and I couldn't I just couldn't do it I looked at the paper and I was like I generally don't know what to do and you know I couldn't say that to her I was on I was in year 10 what was I meant to do well one time in history I would look up at the board look at my paper and I would have forgot what's on the board forgotten what's on the board so I'd have to look up again and then I'd look down and I'd forget again and you know it's just a roller coaster there's no you know I've got to this point there's no going backwards because there is you know I can keep going backwards and I do you know there's days I can't do anything there's weeks I can't do anything you know it's um it's no you know you've got to this point you there's only up to go you know there's still backwards which is something you've got to be aware of I think because you know you've just got to know that like you know you're doing really well well done but you've got to look after yourself still this doesn't mean you're cured up to this point it means you're doing really well let's keep it going let's not stop um well that's not the best advice of chronic fatigue because you do need to stop you need to rest um but yeah honestly it's such a hard question to ask how I got to where I am now it for me it's just building it in slowly slowly doing little steps up adding things in and just keeping it going I think the routines really helped at the start as well I personally don't use them as much now I don't know if it would help honestly if I did maybe it would um but yeah honestly um yeah that's my story 
that's how I got to where I am now I guess I hope honestly that made sense I am having a bit of a bad day if I'm being honest I haven't done much today and I've had major brain fog but I thought I needed to record this I needed to chat so here I am Okay everyone, that's going to be the end of this episode on the Tired Society. I hope everyone enjoyed. If you ever have any suggestions of things you'd like me to chat about, um, just DM me on my Instagram at chronicfatigue underscore Millie. I try my best to reply as soon as I can. Um, so, you know, just let me know, give me a text, or if you just want to say hi, text me. I'm always around um, to just chat. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. I hope that did make sense, because as I said, I have had a bit of a bad day. But, you know, that's that's where I am. That's where I'm at and how I got here. And that's my story of chronic fatigue syndrome. You know, I just came home one day and I was ill. <laughs> I don't really know. Lots of people have told me different reasons why I've got ill. Stress, um, a virus... Um, it just happened, you know, all these all these different things are the ones that came to my head. But, you know, there's all sorts of different reasons people have told me. I need to go back to my doctor and ask more questions. Not that there is that much scientific knowledge, but, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes apparently. But I hope you all enjoyed. And I will be back here next Wednesday for another episode on the Tired Society. I hope you all have a really good week.